Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. everybody <laughs> it's uh kevin joined again by mike and other kevin and in the the famous words of schwarzenegger glad to be back <laughs> <laughs> oh good segue yeah we're here to good talk some one. more about like this isn't even a cult action movie this is like one of the mount rushmore for me Absolutely. action movies like yeah. a touchstone uh you know change the game sure type action movie I like this one more than part two, to be honest. Like I, I just I feel like part two is almost just a remake. It's the same story as this one with better effects, but it's less original. Yeah, you, I remember you saying that before, and I, I, I'll take T, T, T1's great. Terminator's great. I'll take T2 any day. T2 I can just like watch like on loop, right? T2, really? T2 is visually awesome, but I will say yeah. I feel like the stakes are heavier in T1. Mm-hmm. Like I'm what, just like, what? how are they going to beat this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it is like it's the same plot, right? It's like, oh, a good guy and a bad guy came back from the future and they're trying to erase John Connor's existence. Like it's this, you know, yeah. but you had the liquid metal, you had the T1000 though and that like visually amazing changed up the yeah. CGI game. I don't yeah. know, it's it's like um if you're a carpenter and you build a box for the first time versus you build a box for the 10th time. Like that tenth box is going to be better than that first box. Uh, yeah. Well, but what are you trying to say? So every it. successive Terminator has been better than the one before it. No, not true. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I am saying Ooh. I'm saying I'm saying T2 is the tenth box. Okay. And it was like they're both, but I feel like they're both sort of perfect, right? Yeah. Like they're just different. Whatever. Yeah. It's like your your kids probably they're different, but you love them both. I don't want to take yeah, us no. off on a on a tangent, but you mentioned the Mount Mount Rushmore of like action movies. I don't know if you've done that before, but I'm curious what you would have on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, mm. uh, I'll give mine. So my top four, I would say is Aliens, mm. Die Hard, uh, this, and the Road Warrior. Road Warrior's good. That's my that's my top four. I think that's, I think about it a lot more than any person should think. What are what are yours, Kevin? That's a, I, that's a tough yeah, that's a tough, tough four to like that's a tough four to, to counter because I think no, I there's would a lot for sure... of others like there's a lot of other contenders though that are right there I feel like that are also like valid choices yeah I, I think I would hundred percent have to agree with you on Die Hard and Aliens like that that's for sure up on there for me I can tell you my top two mm-hmm. which is Road Warrior and one movie yeah. that doesn't get a lot of of, of love. You ever see Dread? I think I've told you about yeah, it. Yeah, you always talk about Dread. It's great. Though. I love that movie. Oh, the one, the one with, with Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. The one with Carl mm-hmm. Urban. 
Yeah. Man, you want to talk about a good movie? I mean, it's kind of like, I think, The Raid, you know, where they're stuck in a, yeah, yeah, a building. Yeah, yeah, it's the same type of plot. But it's excellent. Is awesome, that is a great movie. <laughs> and you know what? If we're thinking about newer type movies, Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road is mm. like... It's a good movie. Amazing. As is um, maybe the first John Wick. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, so, that's why it's so tough. Like, there's, like, a there's, lot so of, there's a lot of good ones you there's could There's so mention. many, man. I mean, what about Predator? Yeah. I would put Predator up there, I think. Yeah, Predator's like right there, I think, on the fringe. It's it's that's a that's a really hard list, man. I don't even know if I could tell you my top five rappers. I should have put right? guardrails on it. I should have stuck with just the eighties action movies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm but I'm a fan of the old school, like that golden era. Yeah. I'll try to catch us up a little bit with what's going on with the plot. Um we've had we've got the Terminator is come back from the future to 1984 to try to kill Sarah Connor. And Kyle Reese has also been sent back from the future to try to protect her. So they've got into a shootout in the nightclub. Uh, They got away, but Sarah and Kyle got captured by the police, taken to the station. Uh, The Terminator got damaged, but he's gone to sort of regroup, get new weapons, and he's going to come back to kill Sarah because basically that's like his one and only reason for his existence. So, um... Right now, Sarah is at the police station being told by the police officers that she's perfectly safe. Yeah. Right? Not true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, Silverman walks out of the precinct just as the Terminator walks in. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is, we're picking it up on like probably the iconic moment, right, of the movie. I love this. Okay. So Silverman uh, was getting a beeper on his uh, pager. Yeah. Is that what, that's what distracted him as he's walking out? Yeah, yeah. So Silverman walks out of the precinct just as the Terminator walks in, right? Uh, He, Terminator tells the death sergeant behind the glass that uh, he's here, he's like a friend of Sarah Connors, right? Which is kind of funny. Like he says it in such a monotone voice, right? Um, uh, The sergeant says, and this is, again, they don't have like a, be on the lookout for this guy. Like his his picture or a sketch of the Terminator. Yeah, should they were be eyewitnesses up on that from wall. the nightclub. They should yeah. know what he looks like. I know. I saw. I know. I got real hyped about that. But I'm... no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> they should. He should be as sought after. Absolutely. As anyone if in the not city. more. It, it probably more than Reese. This right? desk sergeant though, he does seems like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like on his like he's about to uh, retire and. Yeah, this is probably his last yeah. day. <laughs> He's about to retire tomorrow. <laughs> this is my last day. He's on like, the you should have said that. I could just make it through when tonight. Silverman was walking out. Or, or, like, Congratulations you... on your retirement. <laughs> if, That's the parallel said, movie I want to see. It's just that guy's yeah. like blase last day, and then he just gets <laughs> drilled. <laughs> but, and the walks and in. that reminds me, I forgot on the Mount Rushmore. Another one just on the periphery is the first Lethal Weapon. Ooh, I was gonna say, what if that what movie. if that that death sergeant was like, I'm too old for this I'm shit. As soon as, soon as like the Terminator walked out or something like that. Um, so yeah, so uh, Terminator walks in. He's asking for Sarah, and uh, the the death sergeant basically blows her off. It's like, yeah, she's giving a statement. Uh, Terminator's asking her all these questions. Where is she? Uh, look, it may take a while. If you want to wait here on the bench or something, uh, you can just sit over there, right? The dude was kind of a dick. Yeah, he was being. Yeah, again, this is last week, right? Yeah. See, he's too old for this shit. <laughs> he's too, he doesn't care anymore. What, are they going to do, fire me? So the Terminator, like, they do this, like, really close-up shot of the Terminator's face, and he's, like, looking around, looking around. And then he probably says, I don't know, there's got to be a list out there somewhere of the most iconic, like, 
one-liners in, in film history. This is a top 10 for sure, uh, right? Absolutely right. And uh, so the Terminator's like, I'll be back, which I didn't say that correctly. I, I'm not even <laughs> going to try to mimic his voice. It's literally one of the most we, we should all give our reading. Yes, go, okay, go for I'll, it. I'll say, he leans in. He says, I'll be back. What you got, Egan? I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Easily one of the most recognizable lines oh, yeah. in the movie history. It's the line of Schwarzenegger's career, like for sure. Absolutely, yeah. It'll I, be on his gravestone. So I read that Schwarzenegger didn't like that because he ha was having a hard time saying it for whatever reason. He got in a big <laughs> argument with Cameron. So Schwarzenegger had wanted the line to say, like, I will be back because he was struggling to say I'll, like with gotcha. his accent. And Cameron refused, like, to let him tweak it. <laughs> but I think that's a testament to Cameron sort of knowing what he wants. And yes. But again, like, I, it, that seems like such a throwaway line. It, it did just happen to become popular, you know? Like, I can't yeah. imagine that when they were in the process or when he was writing that script, he's he like, oh, yeah. He's like, this is the one, right? This is the line that's going to really. Yeah. We're going to be talking about this like 30 something years later. You What's know? funny is, I think I heard a thing where Cameron had said, like, he felt like. This was a line that, you know, when people saw the movie like a second time or a third time, they would laugh at that line. But that when people watched it the first time, like there was sort of a chuckle or whatever from the audience when he said it. And he was like, oh, like, I think because people could just guess what the Terminator's version of like, I'll be back means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think this goes back to story versus actors, right? Like, was that the moment that Schwarzenegger became a star, like off that line? So what, when did he, so what came, he made Conan before He made this, right? Conan, and he had, had Conan the Destroyer, I think, probably came out before this movie came out. Yeah, which is so weird that Conan the Destroyer came out, because he did a lot more acting in those two movies than he does in, yeah, in yeah. Terminator. But you would think that in Terminator, the dude just walked off the <laughs> the uh, turnip truck, right? You know, because <laughs> that's the way they kind of talk about it. Like, he just arrived in Hollywood, and he did Terminator, and he's like, but he'd actually done... Some stuff. He right? did a lot of weird shit, like TV shows and yeah. stuff like that. So um, he could actually act, or he could at least try. Yeah. But this was like a star making thing for sure. But then so was Conan, the first Conan. First Conan. It was like I, a, a role for to make someone a star, you know. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I like. I think I might like Conan the Barbarian slightly more than I like this movie. Whoa, that's a hot take. Yeah. Strong. I mean, yeah. Is that on yeah. your Mount Rushmore? We didn't talk. No, about I don't your think Mount it's Rushmore. on my Mount Rushmore. But yeah, I just think. To me, like Conan the Barbarian is just a. I, I, but I like superhero movies. Okay, comic book that was like movies. an early comic book. Yeah, movie it was. Yeah, sure, like... Conan was a comic book character, so I like those kind of movies okay. a little slightly more than the sci this kind of stuff, right? Uh, so the Terminator walks out, and then they do like this kind of like pan into the uh, to the deck sergeant. He's like he's writing like... his like goodbye letters to everybody <laughs> <laughs> as he's getting ready to to retire. This and, is one of the worst continuity errors of the movie, too. It's like when the headlights shine on him, oh, you know, know, and then when the car bursts through, the headlights aren't on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then the, the car busts in, and it's Arnold, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's back, right? I think <laughs> that's what makes that line, though, right, is not him saying it, but the actual fact that he busted in with the car. <laughs> yeah. That's what really that nails that line. Okay, so the Terminator gets out of the car, and uh, Sarah, she obviously hears the sound, like, way in the back. Uh, police officers are like freaking out. They're like, what's going on? They start swarming everywhere. And the Terminator just like starts taking them down. Traxler bursts into his office and tells Sarah to stay out of sight. Now, this is really interesting, right? They still are kind of like confused as to what's going on, right? And they kind of know that 
Reese is there, right? And uh-huh. it, it feels like they still don't get it that the Terminator is like the bad guy. I'm with you, man. It's like, oh, hell no. Like, mm-hmm. Trexler should be grabbing Sarah and saying, let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Like, that's so the move. Weird. So the police start uh, shooting the Terminator and it's like having no effect on him. Uh, the Terminator is taking all these guys out with a shotgun in one hand and a machine gun in the other. <laughs> yeah, he's badass, right? It's crazy that Arnold could handle those guns I, with one hand they probably each. weren't real right but even if they're just shooting blanks it's like that's yeah. still like the fact that he could handle and there's a, no recoil a shotgun, like a pistol yeah crazy so the terminator shoots out the fuse but he takes out the fuse box and the why i'm yeah, not sure the police station well yeah why like, do you think he did that just to make it dark yeah i guess yeah. maybe it's mm-hmm. an advantage for him he can see well because he can see in the dark yeah yeah well he just wanted to um freak everybody out confuse the cops right <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, Vukovic tells the detective sitting with Reese to keep an eye on Reese. And of course, Reese, you know, seizes this opportunity and, and gets out of there. He, punt, <laughs> he like, uh, body checks the, the guy and then he gets out of his cuffs. It was like immediate, like, keep an eye on him. And then, like, immediately he was already, like, disarmed yeah, and yeah. taken out. <laughs> That's um, funny. So Sarah hides up under Traxler's desk. All these police officers are armed up with shotguns and assault rifles. Uh, can, Terminator just is just blowing these guys. I mean, it's, it's he was killing these dudes like as fast as they could pop. It was like some video game. It was like yeah, it was shit, like a video right? game. Yeah, and I there's not a lot of attention drawn to it in this movie, but he does this thing in the movie. This the first time I can recall seeing it where he had like two magazines taped together. You know where when he emptied one out, he pulled it out, flipped it around, and plugged in the I other side. Yeah, I didn't even recognize And I, that's been in a lot of movies since then, and and I didn't really ever notice it in this one before because they don't really draw your attention to it. But now, like, that's a that's a badass like soldier. Now trick. what I think is cooler than that is the new thing they've been doing where they take the gun and throw it up in the air and then it lands on the new clips. <laughs> Should he have been doing that shit. Yeah, it would have been cool. <laughs> like if he had thrown both guns up in the air, the clips pop out, and then he falls back onto the new clips, and then he catches them. Then I would have been like, okay, this is my number one movie of all time right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Traxler starts to uh, shoot the Terminator from behind, I believe. And uh, the Terminator turns around and kills Traxler, which I think is, um, should have been, I don't not sad, but a, a bigger moment. But he just yeah. blows him away like he's just like one of the cops, like just a just an everyday cop. Vukovic sees his wounded friend and pops out and shoot, starts shooting at the Terminator, but Terminator, of course, blows him away also. So, like, these are two characters that they were we like likable characters. Yeah, that we had, had, you know, spent time with in the movie and we got to know their kind of personality, but their death scenes were it's, just unimpressive, you know? Yeah. There was some stuff I'll mention it and then we get to it, but there was more for Traxler that was also cut out sure. that comes up later. But it just feels weird that they spent so much time. You know, building these two guys up just to have them like die like that. I sort of appreciate though how unceremonious it is. I feel like in more recent movies, like you get this airtime where there's like some cheesy line that's delivered or like some like faux emotional moment. I'm like, this is a cold blooded killing machine. These guys, yeah, we fell away for them and they just wiped them off the off the plate just completely. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. But if that said, sure. I'm still like, that's eh, kind of a bummer. Should we have that have had that scene where like Traxler was holding Vukovic in his arms and was like, no. <laughs> well, yeah, and I guess yeah. I guess it wasn't PCP after all. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, they didn't start the Avengers because Traxler was killed or anything like that. <laughs> no. So I, I get that, but um, yeah, just it's and I, I I agree with you, Kevin. I think that's what Cameron did. Is I think that he. Yeah. purposely built these two characters up and just had them blown away like they were insignificant 
because that he was trying to make a point about the Terminator. Yeah, he didn't care yeah. who 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 got in his way. He was just gonna kill anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going quiet now. Terminator continues to pace in the halls. He's you know still looking for Sarah. I still wish we knew how he found out Sarah was there, but it's gonna bother <laughs> me for a minute. <laughs> so, but this is not gonna bother you as much as this next part, right? So Sarah peeks out from Traxler's desk and sees a silhouette at the door. Uh huh. And you know, of course, she's like, "Oh crap!" Is you know, this, this, this guy trying to come kill me, right? She cowers behind the desk and she hears the doorknob rattling, and the, then the glass shatters, and it's Reese. It's a really good misdirect to have him like bust through the glass. Yeah. We, then we think, "Oh, it's definitely." Yeah, because you're thinking it's absolutely the the Terminator, which is I'm not a huge fan of the misdirection if it's if it's like that obvious, you know. Uh-huh. So, uh, so it's Reese calling out for Sarah, and Sarah automatically runs to her. So at this point, she believes the story, right? Oh or yeah. If she doesn't believe his story, she at least trusts him enough to keep her alive. I think she's, I think she's fully bought in at this, by now. Because she doesn't, she's not seeing the Terminator. She doesn't know. I'm sure she guessed that's what's happening, right? <laughs> it sounds, it's got to sound like it's not going well for the cops sure. out here. I'm sure she, because she didn't actually see the Terminator killing no, all the yeah, cops, right? I hear you though. So. Um, Reese guides her through the wreckage of the police station. I don't know how they got away. Reese, uh, Reese is like a is a survivalist. Basically. That's right. Like, I feel like his all of his future training or whatever sure. has taught him how to hide and. I've always sneak appreciated around. that about Reese. As <laughs> the Terminator searches the remaining offices, uh, he hears tires squealing outside. So, Terminator being a Terminator, he runs out the building and he starts shooting at Reese and Sarah as they speed away. Now, how did they get a car running so fast? You might ask. That's where there was a scene where they encountered Traxler who wasn't quite dead and Traxler was like telling them like you got to keep her alive and he gave him his key. So you're saying this is a scene that they cut out? Yeah they cut it out. I think it's even on the DVD. He gives uh, Reese his keys and says you know you got to keep her alive and he gives him his gun also. And and kind of like the the He believes the story. Yeah the story of Reese dies with Traxler right? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Because nobody else is going to be alive to tell that story. So uh, the Terminator walks away from the, the burning police station. Now, sometime later, Reese and Sarah have run out of gas as they're driving along. Now, How the fuck did they let that happen? How, how did they run out of gas? How did they not they stop stole, and fill They stole up? a car. Yeah, so stop and buy some more gas. Well, we're, well, with, with what money? I Reese has money later to get the hotel room. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had a handful of cash. You can't. That hotel room looks like it costs like. <laughs> yeah, but you two can't. conch shells and a chicken. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot run out of gas in that moment. Very true. Like all you've got to do, you're you're away now. All you've got to do is avoid the Terminator, and you're free. That is true. You just can't run out of gas. Yeah. Even if you stop and just pump some gas and ditch. And yeah, run. Yeah. Or tell Sarah, you know, you got to take one. You got to take one for the team here. Just distract him for five minutes. <laughs> Entertain this gas station attendant. Um, Sarah should have had some money. Like she's got to have credit cards. And... Yeah, they might. She might have left her purse in the station at this point by now. Like after all the shit that happened. But yeah. But they they have money later. So sure. I mean, it's not you know gas stations of today where you have to put your credit card in and all that stuff. Like okay, they even just... if it's like carjack someone else and take their car. Sure. Yeah. So. Over the radio, they hear the news report about the shooting at the police station. Yeah, they were talking about this being like the biggest manhunt in California history or something. Looking on. for Reese. No, I feel like now they're looking. I feel like now they're looking for the Terminator. I think they're still looking for Reese because <laughs> the underpants bandit has well, struck because again. Because <laughs> nobody from the police station is alive to say it was the. 
Terminator. That's true. So they're still looking for Reese. Like later on, they have the surveillance footage, but probably this is so short after that they don't know who they're looking for yet. Sure. So I, it, I didn't, I never got the. So feeling. you think it was no survivors left behind in no, the station? No, I think he killed everybody in police station. Shit. Like literally every. I think he killed all thirty cops. Yeah, I can see it. I, so I never got the sense that they were running away from just the Terminator. It they're always to hide felt, from the police. Too. Yeah, it felt like they were running from the police and the Terminator. Right. Mm, I think you're right. Reese takes out a flashlight and they get a first aid kit from the trunk of the car. They roll the car up into a ditch, which they push the car off of of a of a kind of high. Yeah, where did they push it off? Just onto the bushes or something? Yeah, like off the side of the road. But they got lucky with the car ran out of gas where it did, right? Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Convenient. So they take shelter in an underpass and they huddle together for warmth. I I just noticed on this scene that like Sarah's got her jeans tucked into her socks. Which I don't know if that was a look in '84 or what. Yeah. That was a weird look, though, man. I don't know. I used to roll my pants up, like, like I don't, tight roll them. Yeah, tight roll them <laughs> at the bottom and cuff them over. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what she had. Maybe. I never now. I never pulled the socks up over it or anything like that. I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah asks Reese his first name, and he tells her it's Kyle. She asks what it's like to go through time. He says it's just a bright light. There's a lot of pain. Uh, Probably a lot like being born, which I can I can see that. That's an interesting concept or like way to think about it. Sure, what it might be like. Yeah. Um, although I don't imagine. I mean, I don't know. Like, you think being born is painful to the baby? I bet it is. Painful though, like physical pain. I bet it is. You like being shoved through a little tiny opening, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just imagine that. It hurts I've never the felt baby. that was painful either. <laughs> I, I, no, I imagine that it hurts the baby though. <laughs> Maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's learned to see that he's been hit in the arm by a straight bullet in the police station shootout. Right? Uh, he tells her it's just a fle- it's just a flesh wound. Um, <laughs> How many times do you think this dude's been shot? It's merely a flesh wound. Uh, in, he's got in a bunch of life, scars on him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's life. like he knows. He's just like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he's a human Terminator, right? But. So I don't know all those the, those scars that were on his back initially. They didn't look like like gunshots. They look like beatings or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but I, I imagine he has been shot before, right? But I think back then didn't they have like pulse guns? Yeah, it was those plasma rifles. Yeah, those. So that so maybe this is his first bullet, right? It could be. Yeah, it probably is. He uh, refuses her request to go take it to a doctor. Uh, so she starts to patch him up. So this is like. Early on, where she's starting to become a survivalist herself, mm-hmm. um, uh, she asked him to tell her about her son, John Connor. Reese says, John is about his height. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Big foreshadowing. Yeah, essentially, Reese is like, yeah, he's about my height. I think he he's got my, the same he looks hair exactly as me. like me. He looks <laughs> got a lot the same like eye me. color. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he says that uh, he's got Sarah's eyes, that you can really trust him. He's got a lot of strength in him. Uh, Reese says he'd die for John Connor, which Again, foreshadowing. Sarah asked if <laughs> yeah, she, right. Sarah asked if she knows who the father is. Uh, so I won't tell him to get lost when I meet him. <laughs> Reese says Don never talked about his father, but I think he died before the war. It's like man, the the foreshadowing. If you once it, you know how the where the story they're goes, they're hard, like really right? laying it all out there. Exactly. I die for John Connor. Yes, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah cuts him off, saying she doesn't want to hear any more about this. Uh, I, so I'm not gonna lie. I don't. And I, I saw this movie when I was young, right? So I wasn't really probably paying attention. Uh-huh. But I didn't get that. That's what they were trying to say that that Reese was John's dad. I didn't get that. The no, first time. I think I 
as I've said a few times, like on other episodes, I had recently watched this movie with someone who had never seen it before. And this was like a grown ass adult and mm-hmm. she wasn't connecting the dots yet either. Did you, like, did you get this that point. Kevin? Not when I was young, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think even though no, I think, but even if you're an adult, I think, and you don't know the story yet, like it's not so obvious. Like I had just seen it with someone and, and she had no clue until later on, I think when they're in the hotel room, like, well, yeah. say, like she hadn't figured it out yet. Even as as thick as it feels like Cameron is laying it on. Sure. And I think that, um, that goes to either my ignorance as a film watcher at the time, or just the brilliance of, of how he wrote this movie. Like, I just never picked that up. Right. And then, so it was like, like, you know, you have these twist endings in movies. That was like a, like, holy shit, that was the dad, right? Yeah. No, it's a great ending. It's like a very good and tightly wound plot. I just love it. Sarah cuts him off, says she doesn't want to hear any more about it. Sarah asked if it was John to send him back, and Reese says uh, he volunteered for the job. Um, it was a chance to meet the legend, Sarah Connor, who taught her son how to fight, organize, prepare for when he was a kid. Which, yeah, I wonder, like, did they have... They probably didn't have plaques because they were in the middle of a war. But was she like a a legend? Like, what was the the myth of Sarah Connor, like in the future? Do you think? Mm. Yeah, I guess only from what John had told people. I guess I learned this from my mom or that from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, they must have been like, "Wow, oh, your mom, your mom must have been a badass." Yeah, yeah. I met. I would imagine uh, he would probably try to keep a little bit of that under wraps, though, too, so that they didn't like the machines weren't able to connect the dots of that history, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's got to probably try to keep everything as secret as Cause, possible. Because then they would have just killed Reese, right? Yeah, yeah, they could have done that, right? Or tortured Sorry, it out of like his like comrades to be like, we want more specific information. We know y'all know. Sure. Mm-hmm. So Sarah becomes frustrated. She says she's not she's not tough. She's not organized, and she doesn't want this. She doesn't want. She is a person, which is, is a great <laughs> plot point. Like she's a person, like an ordinary person that's just been thrown in this extraordinary uh event and she she says i can't even balance my checkbook yeah. which is such like a dated concept now. <laughs> like when's the last time you handled a checkbook <laughs> i haven't even paid my at&t bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah um reese is like uh your son gave me a message to give to you uh, he made me memorize it thank you sarah for your courage through the dark years i can't help you with what you must soon face the future is not set you must be stronger than you imagine you can be you must survive or I will never exist. Um, that's pretty powerful stuff right there, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, obviously, John knew who his dad was. And if you really think about it, he sent his dad off. Knowing. Knowing he would. What would happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Yeah, it's, that's, pretty, that's pretty hardcore. Uh, so she finishes bandaging his arm, and he's depressed by her first aid work. Uh, <laughs> he suggests that they try to get a little sleep before sunrise. She sits down next to him. And asked him to tell her more about where he came from. Uh, he tells her that they hide by day, but at night they can move around and wage the war. Uh, that's when the infiltrators start to appear. The Terminators were the newest, the worst. Mm. And then it dissolves to the, the ruins of the future. Uh, Reese and a squad of soldiers evade an aircraft and enter a hidden base. I thought, like, again, for the technology and the budget that they had for this movie, like, I think all these shots in the future look incredible. Like, sure. the rear screen projection yeah, like say, and everything like that. Yeah, I a lot of rear screen stuff. Uh, Reese warmly greets uh, this dog to station at the door. Has he, Reese, said that what dogs are for at this point? Not yet. So the only little bit we've seen is when he showed, when the Terminator showed it to kill the first Sarah Connor, 
there was the little dog out front yapping at yeah, the yeah, Terminator yeah. when he walked up. Which is just brilliant, right? Yeah. Um, it's a sad state of affairs inside this house. Women and children appear to be in a rough shape. Um, children are staring at a broken TV, and you and you kind of <laughs> think that they're watching TV, but it's yeah. actually just like a little fire in the TV. <laughs> was that a little corny, that moment? Or no. Do you, do you no, think you'd be into just watching fire? No, I don't think it was corny at all. I think it was pretty powerful stuff, right? Because it reminds me of, um, I don't know if y'all saw this TV show, uh, The Day After Tomorrow, I believe it was. Not the movie? The movie, yeah. Uh, that came well, out in like the 80s. Like a, it, oh, no, there was a newer one, right? Where well, it was no, like there all was, icy? Yeah, no, no, not that. I think there was a movie that came out in like the 80s or something like that. I think it was called The Day. It's like Jason oh, Robards was in it. Was it a nuclear war yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. I think I did see that. Yeah, and so it was like the aftermath of a nuclear war like in Iowa or Kansas mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. And they have scenes like that in, this, in that movie where people are just destitute. Uh, they're like... They're eating Alpo. They're staring yeah. at TVs with no screen. It's like in some it. Mad Max type shit. Yeah, as well. exactly. That dog so food. I think that's really powerful that that's their form of entertainment. Like it wouldn't have. I don't. Think, I don't think it would have been as powerful if they had like a puppet show in the background or something. You know what I'm saying? Like no, it was very form. depressing. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? Like, I think that's you just had some woman that was just like wailing in the background. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Reese takes the picture out of his pocket, and it's the old Polaroid of uh, of Sarah. It was also a weird moment where Reese sort of playfully pointed his plasma rifle at a little kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, oh, man, that's yeah. dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> hey, you got to teach them kids when they're young, right? Uh, so Reese takes a picture out of his pocket, and it's an old Polaroid of Sarah Connor, right? Yeah, that's so important. It's important because we know that Reese talks about her like she's a myth, right? And she's a legend. But... When he, when you go to this scene, no, he's been dreaming about Sarah Connor for years, right? I, I feel like that picture was like probably the closest thing to porn they had, like back then. It was like a picture of a girl, yeah, man, who's maybe. not like all dirty. But why did he have that picture? Like, John why gave would, it to him? But why? He doesn't know. And he even says later, he gave me a picture of you. I don't know why, or something. But John, it's weird. Yeah, John's got to get him to be into her. You think I so? Guess. That was his. That, that's brilliant. Like that was John's plan the whole time. I is think to get. So. He's been grooming him <laughs> to be the. You one. gotta have sex with my mom. You gotta be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put a baby in that there. That is crazy, man. Um, yeah. So I was like, why would why wouldn't John? Because John's not dead at this point. He's still alive, right? That was the I whole think so. Yeah. Point of him going. Yeah, because John's alive even when Reese goes back. Yeah, exactly. So why would why would Reese have a picture of Sarah Connor? Like I. John gave it to him a, a long time ago, I guess. And just like, here's a picture. Like, here's a picture of my mom. That would be That's so a, weird. So it is awkward. Like, yeah, no, like, like I wouldn't give you guys if you, uh, a hey, picture of my Mike, mom. Here's but... a picture of my mom. Hold on to it. <laughs> like, what? Like, okay. You, you'll know what to do. <laughs> they give it back to you. It's all crusty and everything. <laughs> like, here's a picture of my mom when she was young. She was, she was pretty hot, wasn't she? Yeah, that would be what? Like, oh, like, like, <laughs> so you. <laughs> And a scene that they cut out, Reese is talking to another survivor, and he's like, you know, John Connor's pretty fucking crazy, right? His mom's a MILF, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a Terminator pushes his way through the door and starts opening fire with this, like, massive pulse. pulse yeah, gun. the dogs were going nuts. Yeah, yeah, I think he shoots a couple of those dogs, right? He did. Uh, Terminator lays waste. That, was, that was Franco Colombo. Yeah. Like, uh, Arnold's good friend, another bodybuilder. And that's what I was saying, like, um, yeah, he wasn't, but he wasn't tall like he was. He was like Arnold, five eight or but something. But he was definitely built. Like he, he was, was like, up, like yeah. if you saw uh, if you saw a bodybuilder 
in Kroger tomorrow, you'd be like, mm. damn, that's unusual, right? Yeah, I, like, yeah. And so if you're looking for Terminators, if yeah, I saw a bodybuilder... Someone that like, big, you'd be suspicious. Yeah. I, Plus, that's, it's not like these dudes are hitting the gym in like the post-apocalyptic no, world either. Like You wouldn't have a normal human that was that big. Yeah, but that's how they were being built. And I guess when I said earlier, it's like, well, why wouldn't they build them as like a grandma or like yeah, something that yeah. you just wouldn't expect. Like if a grandma walked into that room, other than the dogs yeah. barking at her, but, but that might not cause suspicion to you're right. the survivors. They right? should look less healthy and like <laughs> robust. Yeah. It's like, you know? did, it's kind of like, again, the matrix, like did the machines create humans to what they thought they should like the chicken? Did they mm -hmm. create chicken, how they thought chicken should taste? Did they create humans how they thought humans should look? You know. Oh, that could be, but they had to like have a frame that could fit around the robot. I guess. I imagine this dude Franco Colombo's like Terminator was probably like a T seven hundred or something. He's like the model before Arnold. Or sure, like but the, mu the real muscle doesn't come from the bodysuit. It comes from the actual robot, right? That's true. Because yeah, it's, he's no, he's not much bigger than a skeleton when yeah, you get down so to just the robot. Yeah, you could have made a five eight. Could have been a scrawny dude. Yeah, one hundred and twenty pound guy I, well like t2 right like he was unassuming other than yeah. he was dressed as a police officer it makes you a more effective sure. infiltration unit to look like a normal human as yeah. opposed to like a mr olympia yeah i guess you know in hindsight it looked cool then i guess <laughs> <laughs> it still looks cool yeah. to this day but you know <laughs> sure uh so the terminator comes in he's blowing everybody away Reese tries to take it on, but he gets wounded in an explosion, which is probably explains those. Uh, so, do you think scars this is a thing that really did happen? Yeah, I it's do. not just like a nightmare. No, I think it really okay. happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Reese watches help because he drops Sarah's the picture. picture. Yeah. He watches helplessly as the picture of Sarah burns in a fire. Like, mm. it's yeah. I mean, it's powerful stuff, man. Uh, fade to sunrise. Sarah's asleep, and Reese caresses her hair. Kind of a little like of a creepy thing to do, <laughs> but you know. It would have been definitely creepier when they first met, right? But it's only been a day. Am it's I true. right? It's been a day. This is the yeah. night. This is the morning after they. It's been like twelve hours probably Holy since they me, met. That's a lot of stuff that Sarah's going through, and, and not even in twenty-four hours, right? It's yeah, just it's been probably a day. twelve or less. Yeah, ten hours. So from this is all started when she like probably got, ten o'clock last night. Yeah, and when now she got we're six in the morning. Stood or something. up for her date. She went to dinner. She went to the. She went to the movie. She went to dinner. She found out about. Terminator. She went to the club. She went to the police station, and now Reese busted her out. And now it's the next morning. That's yes. that's eight hours. It's been uh, a busy night for Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has been. She's got a lot of information, right? Sarah says she's uh, dreaming. She's been dreaming about dogs. Reese says this is where Reese tells you know the story about the dogs. Says that they always use to spot Terminators. Uh, then they wander out into a new day. This was the moment that the person that I watched the movie with was like, "Oh, wait a second. Is he gonna be the? Is he gonna be John's dad?" Like I think when they was like when he was like caressing her hair and it, it seemed to like a little bit more romantic. Yeah, I maybe. still didn't. I again, it was the kid in me. I still just didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm with you. I did not him. pick up on that as a child. Yeah, he almost had to hit me over the head. Like I don't think I got <laughs> until like the sex was happening. <laughs> Even then, maybe. I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> <It could> be. <laughs> like you don't have to get pregnant, you know, when you have sex. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think I even knew there was a sex scene until I saw it. Like not on. I was think I was always watching on like, uh, like cable. Sure, yeah. You know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you probably skip past yeah. it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so back at the Terminator's hotel, uh, he scans Sarah's address book for possible leads. It appears their Terminator's flesh is beginning to rot. Flies are buzzing around it. Janitor knocks on the door. He's like, it's like an old gruff 
dude, like with a stogie in his that mouth. That dude looked like he smelled bad. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like he could have been smelling himself. He was like had that massive like shoulder hair. Sure. He's, He's like, like, hey, buddy, you got a dead cat in there or what? Uh, <laughs> Terminator goes into Terminator vision and he sees all these responses. Uh, he's like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <Janitor leaves. laughs> I love that moment. Yeah, which I feel like that janitor just heard that before, right? I also feel like it's weird the janitor's like acting like this place isn't already like a dump. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. That's not the first time he's rolled up on a room that smelled like a dead cat, right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Terminator finds uh, Sarah's mother in her address book. Elsewhere, Sarah well, and Reese have wait, a... here's the thing that's weird. So he's found, yeah, he found the mom in the address book, and it was like Big Bear, which is like up in the mountains outside Los Angeles. But Traxler had earlier in the police station said, like, your mom's on the way down. Like, I just find it hard to believe that the mom would get down there, see all the carnage, and then go right? to the... And then be like, well, I'm heading home. <laughs> like, I'm going to go well, back home. I thought home. that was their vacation like, home. I don't even know. Yeah, you're right, because he says something about, like, you told me to go hide at the cabin yeah. later on. I don't know. Maybe there's a good reason why they cut some of that shit out because it sort of doesn't make sense. Sure. But right. if mom did come down and see like all the carnage and all everything. that shit, I ha find it hard to believe. She's like, well, I'm going to go to the vacation house and hide out because, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, because like, she like wouldn't Sarah... leave town, right? She'd get a hotel room and. Well, it's not like Sarah told her to. Why, why wouldn't she Except just come Except later home? when they're talking, like she is saying, you told me to come hide here at the cabin, like a, like a, you know, whatever, but it's. Like, when did that, that conversation a, happen? But I thought that was the Terminator talking to her. It is, but, I mean, I imagine the mother must have told the Terminator that or something. Yeah, because then Sarah the like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Mom? I didn't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we got ahead of ourselves. No, that's, I mean, that's what this podcast is about, though, right? Sarah and Reese are have hitchhiked to this uh, uh, flea bag motel, right? The, the Tiki Motel. The Tiki Motel. Rude. <laughs> Reese produces like this wad of cash from his pocket. Like, how did he get that cash? And that's what she said. Like, I don't know. Want to know where you got it? Yeah, but yeah. where do you think? Like, did he mug somebody? Did he? He must have stolen uh, it. It was a wad of cash, right? So it was like. You think he, he like snatched it off somebody though? Or he robbed a store? Yeah, or he something. probably stuck yeah. up a Seven Eleven or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sarah gets those to a room while Reese makes nice with a dog. Oh, that dog was James Cameron's dog. Was it a German it? Shepherd? Yeah, German Shepherd. It was. It was James Cameron's dog, Wolfie. Really? Which you'll remember from Terminator 2 when he oh, makes yeah. up the fake name for the dog. He's mm -hmm. like, I hear, is that Wolfie? I hear Wolfie barking. What's oh, the matter? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Also, this is a good time to mention, like, there's another massive scene that was chopped out that may seem like they're just aimlessly running from the Terminator. But, like, there was a scene in there where uh, Reese and Sarah, well, Sarah basically said to Reese, like, we should try to stop the war. You know, so there. Sarah said it. Yeah. Sarah said it. Sarah's like saying, otherwise, I'm going to spend the rest of my life like looking over my shoulder sure. for this thing. Because like, the best option we could do is try to prevent the war from happening. Like, let's destroy Cyberdyne. Yeah, because technically was, it exists at this point, right? Yeah. Like, that was. So that was the, you know, then that whole idea turned into the, like the entire plot of part two. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, so they're not randomly wandering like that's why they're so close to cyberdyne where they wind up at in the end is like because that's where they're going even later on in the movie when they're on the run they're on the way to cyberdyne sure. to try to blow up the factory now let me ask you this if they stop the war in this uh -huh. movie right does the terminator disappear because he's still out there right he's like vanish into the yeah because yeah, i mean uh, even if they stop the war that doesn't well, mean Reese would vanish too Right. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that they're safe unless I don't know how. Maybe it that works. one Terminator know. would stay. I don't know. It's hard to know. Yeah. So if they 
let's say they theoretically stopped the war and the Terminator and Reese stayed, they're still on the run for their life, right? Well, and it's crazy. Like, in Terminator 2, they feel like they did stop the war. Mm-hmm. And then there's still a Terminator 3. And it's sort of just explained away, like, you didn't stop it. Like, you just postponed it a little while. Like, maybe you can never really change the future. It's always coming. I don't know. I, I just feel like what you do is you go find a group of survivalists, which they kind of do, right? Mm-hmm. And they arm up, and then they fight the Terminator. Because Reese knows how to kill a Terminator, right? He just doesn't have the weapons for it. Yes, but yeah. these other people would, right? So you get a whole bunch of weapons, grenades, whatever, pipe bombs, which I think they do later. They do later, And then you just kill the Terminator. Because they can't spend the rest of their life always running. Because what's going to happen is they're going to be in Hawaii, and they're going to be on the beach chilling. Terminator's going to show up. And, and Terminator's going to show up and kill That's them. what happens in the the one that just came out. Exactly. Is like John and Sarah are chilling in Mexico, and Terminator walks up on the yep. beach and kills John. Yep. Um, so I, I think get, you have to go. I think you have to be offensive, not defensive. You have to go kill the Terminator. I think you're right. And I think it's also like, though, I could see why they, I can see why they cut the scene out because it does turn weird. Like Reese is like, Sarah's, you know, saying we got to blow up Cyberdyne. And Reese is saying, that's not my mission. Like, my mission is just to keep you safe. Like, going to try to blow up Cyberdyne is not keeping you safe. And then Sarah is sort of trying to get away from him. And he ends up, like, she ends up sort of hitting him. And he pulls a gun on her. And it's just all kind of weird. They're just like, wait a second. This doesn't feel right. This is all on the DVD? Yeah. I, you I need check to borrow it out. that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you check it out. Yeah. It's, it's like, wait. Because I he saw gonna... the Amazon Prime version of this movie. It ain't have any of that stuff in there. <laughs> and it's like, what? He's not going to, like, kill her right like that that's crazy but i think and there's commentary on that dvd where cameron's saying basically reese had become a machine himself mm, like yeah. you've mentioned so he already was yeah like basically and then he sort of has a mental breakdown where he's like looking around at all the green plants and everything and is being like you know i've never like i wasn't supposed to see this stuff like i've never seen anything like this mm-hmm. and like it's fucking with his head. Yeah, you know, imagine like, the shock of. And then that. I think she wins him over and convinces him that like we've got to do this. Like this is the only way to really be sure mm. is like to try to stop the war from ever happening. So, but it's maybe good for James Cameron that they didn't yeah. blow that he didn't blow his wad in this movie because yeah, they turned that into a whole other movie. I was about to say that movie would have been as long as this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh wait, but that scene is where where she delivers the line about like there's no fate but what we make for ourselves, which becomes like a big line in the second sure. movie. And John is like saying it's the thing that my mother made my dad memorize, but that didn't happen in this movie that mm-hmm. we saw. So. No, I, I, yeah, I, you got to let me borrow it because I got to Yeah, dude, those, yeah, those yeah I'll send you home with it tonight. <laughs> Reese and Sarah into this room. It's a basic cheap hotel room with a kitchenette. Uh, and I remember Reese asking for, about that, right? He's he like, had wanted a sure, one with a kitchen. Make sure yeah. it has a kitchen. Uh, Sarah says she needs a shower. Reese says he's going to go out for <laughs> supplies. I feel like nobody needs a shower worse than Reese. Though. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's like, does been, he even know what a shower is? He's been going around for two days, like in a homeless man's pants. No, nah, he's been going around for like 20 years without a shower. <laughs> that dude needs a shower. Obviously, Sarah at this point totally trusts Reese. And I think she believes that, you know, she's being hunted by something from the future, right? So yeah, as yeah. Reese leaves that room, he gives her a gun, which. Why? What good is the gun going to do against the Terminator? It's better than nothing, I guess. And I, I understand yeah. what you're saying, right? It's yeah. like giving her a baseball bat or something like that, but at least it's something, right? Sure. Later in the, when Sarah gets out of the shower, she's on the phone for mom. 
explaining that she can't tell her exactly where she is. I hate it when the person is supposed to be hiding calls their mom or their cousin <laughs> or their ex-boyfriend or right i hate when it happens it's like you fucking idiot There's, you got one job it's don't let anyone know where you are anybody and sh- it, like she at this point knows the gravity of all like how serious the situation is right mm-hmm. and she's like calling her mom to like can't that wait I guess she's like wants to say I'm alive, but I can't tell you where I am. And the mom's like, oh, I'm worried sick. I, I wish you told I, me to come up and hide out I, here at the cabin. I know that happens in another movie, like another famous scene where that happens. And I, if I remember it, I'll bring it up later. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, man, I hate when that happens. I, I, but I also look at movies and I'm like, oh, that's not real. You know, that wouldn't really happen. So Sarah, right? Sarah stupidly gives the number up, though. Okay, fine. Here's the number for the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Like, obviously, she had to do that when Reese wasn't a, there, right? Cause yeah, Reese would have stomped her out. Smacked the phone out of her hand, right? <laughs> or be like, okay, well, we, we got to leave now. Or something like that. Or maybe he could have lured the Terminator out or something like that. But anyway, so you cut to the cabin where you see a huge hole in the door and it's been knocked off the hinges. Terminator's on the phone mimicking Sarah's mom's voice. I love you too, sweetheart. Mm. Uh, Terminator calls the number Sarah just gave him and gets the address for the front desk. Now, she's in a cabin in the mountains or the woods, right? She's not down the street, right? You mean Sarah's mom? Sarah's mom, right? Yeah, it's like a few hours away probably, yeah. So I guess that makes sense because that gives... Reese and Sarah Tom to and they get the do, their, do their thing, right? <laughs> there was a moment after Sarah hung up the phone that she sort of looked like she regretted. Felt like something wasn't right about that phone call. Mm. Does she hang up the phone and immediately Reese walks in? Or like soon after? I think soon after, right? What the Reese comes Reese back? comes back in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty it's like right the next yeah. scene, I think. So Reese has this uh shopping bag full of uh random non food items. Sarah asks, What's that? What's for dinner? Kyle says plastics, which, which <laughs> yeah. he describes as nitroglycerin, basically, but a little bit more stable. It's, it was like mothballs, corn syrup, and ammonia. Like, I wonder if that shit really could be used to make something that blows up. I'm going to say no, because I think it would be highly irresponsible for a movie to put bomb yeah. <laughs> ingredients out there like that. Like, I think it happens in Fight Club, where he's talking about how to make napalm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the book Fight Club has the real recipe but the movie they changed it up when he's like it's concentrated or like frozen orange juice yeah like, like gasoline make, or make something. the crazy people go search for that stuff right yeah don't put it in like the most popular movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ever. You know, that's it's true. like do you remember yeah. when you were young did people like talk about the um what was it the anarchist cookbook you ever yeah, hear yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember the title at least. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that, that was the, the place that people would like yeah, like that's where you can learn how to make all this crazy shit. So the Terminator is racing towards the. Uh, motel on a motorcycle. How to get the motorcycle? I don't stole it right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he must have. He must have got it way earlier, like before he went to go see sure. his mom. I'm assuming. Nobody's looking for this guy. <laughs> Nobody's looking for this guy. He's leaving a like a yeah trail of bodies. This guy him. killed two Sarah Connors. He killed thirty cops. Gail and the and the boyfriend. He killed thirty cops, <laughs> not just people, but cops. And a few people in the nightclub. Few people in the nightclub, and he is like, like rolling around like he has got a problem in the world. Uh huh. <laughs> You're right. It's a, it's a problem. Yeah. So back in the hotel room, uh, Sarah's helping Reese make these pipe bombs with a little fuse, and he's basically showing how to do it. I don't know where those little lengths of pipe came from. 
I, I don't you know. You can buy those at the, the grocery store. They weren't in the bag? But I, that's not the sort of shit you would find at the grocery store. They don't have a pipe section at Kroger? <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe went to the maybe went to the Ace yeah, to go to Ice, Ace White right next door. <laughs> so later oh, that... Wait, so did it ever occur to you guys, why are they making these bombs? Like, oh, no. I, yeah, I just to fight the Terminator Yeah, with? I figured that was just to fight the Terminator. In the in the full version of the movie, they're making these bombs to blow up the Cyberdyne plant. Huh. That's why they're making the bombs so they can get to Cyberdyne and, and try to blow up the factory or whatever. Yeah. So, but they don't show that scene. So yeah. Yeah, they never got there. But it we're, it works either way, which is like sure. a testament to how good the film is. Yeah. So you just automatically assume that he's. Uh, it must doing be it. something you can fight the Terminator well, because, with, I guess. And Reese literally says at the very beginning of the movie, like he doesn't know if he has the weaponry to fight the Terminator. Right. So he's building something bigger and more powerful to do it. Later at night, Sarah, she's in bed awake while Reese stands guard by the window. <laughs> I feel like they're both, like, obviously a little bit horny. <laughs> well, yeah, but I also think it's, they're just, like, I can't sleep the night before I have a big test, right? Yeah, And I these know. two people are running from their lives from a <laughs> Terminator. Neither one of them has gotten a lot of sleep, like, in the yeah, last two yeah, days yeah. either. Like, that's going to... Probably come back so, it's them. not unusual for them to to, to do that. Uh, so Sarah asks if the Terminator will find him, and Reese admits probably, yeah, not knowing <laughs> that Sarah just gave him the information to True. find them. Uh, so she's scared, and she says Reese must be pretty disappointed in this the legend of Sarah. She's working real hard to get his attention. <laughs> like, like oh, you must be so playing. disappointed in me, like some <laughs> some some legend, huh? So that's when they start playing the slow music, right? And <laughs> Reese literally <laughs> just like stops everything. He's like, turns around, is like, oh no no, not disappointed at all. He, he gives yeah. her the thirstiest look you ever saw. <laughs> yeah, he's been wanting to hit that for a minute, right? Ever since he had that Polaroid picture. He should be probably staying focused on the mission until they're a little bit safer. But I don't know that anyone has ever been as horny as Reese must be at this moment. Has Reese ever had sex before? No. Probably not, right? I think it even comes up almost like in their conversation in yeah. a minute, like that there's never been a woman. Oh, yeah. So Sarah asked if there's a woman in the future, and Reese says, yeah, they're all good fighters, though. <laughs> She's like, that's, that's not what I meant. Is there anyone special? No, not ever. Never? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. She sort of like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but... She, she like acts like she feels so sad for him. Like, but here's never, the thing. oh my God, I'm so sorry. But that shouldn't be embarrassing to Reese, right? Because he's lived in this post-apocalyptic world. He's grew up, he literally was born and raised in that. So like, it's not like he had to go to the prom or the first <laughs> date or anything. Like he didn't have to experience any of that stuff, yeah. right? So him not having a woman should be like par for the course for him, right? But almost like you would think in this crazy future, like women should be trying to stay pregnant probably like all the time just to keep the human race going. They probably are. They didn't cut that scene out. Maybe Reese did <laughs> the big orgy scene in the future. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or Fury Road, they have like a cave with a couple <laughs> of... sex girls. cave. It's sex, like that scene out of the Matrix back. Reloaded. Yeah. <laughs> They're all just fucking in the cave. <laughs> so, oh uh, Reese says that John gave him a little picture once. <laughs> <laughs> So weird. Creepy. The one that uh, we see in Kyle's dreams. You were young, like you are now. You seem like just a little sad. I used to always wonder what you were thinking about at that moment. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I'll, yeah. I memorized every line, every curve. I came across time for you, Sarah. I love you. I always have. Obviously, I think he loves her. Do you think he's always loved her? Uh, maybe. Do you know the love at first sight type thing? Yeah, because it, it, he's kind of the Manchurian candidate, right? He's been... 
I feel like, yeah, he's been groomed and primed. Yeah, he's been groomed and, and primed to, to go on this mission, right? It's almost, if you think of it in that way, it's almost kind of sad, right? Well, John Connor's been setting this plan in motion, like, from the first from, time he ever met first Reese. He, yeah, exactly. Because he's always yeah. known. It's weird. And it's also, like, I know my mom would, like, just fuck some dude she just met as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sarah's like that. Um, she, I don't know. It's all, it's a very... And that was an awkward scene. That was an awkward lines to have to deliver as well. Well, you're trying to shove a love story into like this action film. So it kind of slows down the momentum a little bit, but it's a necessary scene because it's literally it gets what this, it, yeah. it's the whole basis. It's the whole foundation of the, the movie, right? The you, fact what, that Reese is. I want to hear what father. Kevin thinks. What, do you think, like, do you buy the love story in this moment? I mean, it feels. It feels like a little fabricated and a little forced on us, but I'm also like, it always happens in movies that there's like intense, you know, whatever, there's an intense interaction between two people and they end up like, whatever, falling in love or falling in lust. Yeah. I, I don't know if I buy the, like, I've always loved you. Like that's seems like maybe a line, but yeah, I think it would have sold better if he was sent on a mission and he ended up falling in love with her because yeah. he, you know, he learned her strength and her beauty and all that yeah. instead of like, that's the sole reason he came on this whole trip. Well, I could see more so that he had like this image of her in his mind because he's been thinking about her for five years or whatever. Mm -hmm. More so than her just being ready to bone this dude, like who and as as you're being chased by like a killer or something, you know. And like, I've heard it said before in movies that happens all the time where like a woman will be get attacked by somebody or have someone trying to kill her or rape her or something like this. And a guy will save her. And then all of a sudden, like her and the guy are hooking up mm -hmm. and it's like, and I've heard women say before, like the no woman's, even if a dude saved you and he's going to be the love of your life, like you're not in the mood at that moment it, to get it on sure. in that moment when you just were attacked by somebody. Yeah. So it's hard to, it's more hard for me to believe that Sarah would be like ready to throw down. Sure. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. And, and I can't, so the Sarah that uh, Kyle Reese is meeting is not really the Sarah that he's been hearing about this whole time, right? Yeah. This is early Sarah before she's learned anything. So the, unless, I feel like John was telling Reese about how strong his mom was, like how she taught him how to become a survivalist, all this stuff. But the, Re the Sarah that Reese meets is not that at all. So I, I don't think he's disappointed in who he's meeting, but he's, but she's really not that person, right? Not yet, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he's just already decided he's in love with her. Yeah. Before he ever got here, I guess. So Reese... It would be like if you felt like you were in love with some movie star that you've never met, you sure, know, but you... then you met them, you might overlook a few things. You know, you'd be like, well, shit, I've, I'm just, I've already decided you're the one for me. Sure, yeah. I don't know. So Reese is like, I shouldn't have said that. I felt uh, I felt that delivery. I like I feel like we've all probably said something to someone and be like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I shouldn't that. have said that. <laughs> like that was a little too much. Yeah. Uh Sarah comes to him, puts it on him, and it's on. <laughs> yeah. It's real sweaty. Yeah. There's like a lot of weird, like very tight hands gripping hands. Sure. Shit going on. So basically they make love. It's very yeah. it's very 80s sex. Like if there was a decade <laughs> of like a certain kind of sex, I feel like it's 80s sex. Does it does it automatically go into like red shoe diaries territory <laughs> it was not very like there was a lot of weird shots where it just looked like they were both uncomfortable in it yeah. if you think about it realistically this had to be a really shitty encounter like his first time ever 
Yeah, yeah. Like, this was probably, la- like, took about 20 seconds. Maybe yeah. this whole scene played out in real time. Sure. It was if, like, uh, oh, 45 seconds, and it's over. <laughs> if he, um, I, I can't imagine he's ever had sex, right? And, yeah, that's um, what we're thinking. If he even knows how to have sex, right? It had to but, be. I mean, Sarah being Sarah, she probably helped guide him, like, <laughs> helped guide him through the whole process, right? But, yeah, so. Well, on your feet, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so, and having said all that, that's how we end this episode. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Kevin uh, Egan from yes, Philadelphia for joining again, us. Thank Kevin. you, gentlemen, for having me. It's a joy and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everyone at the Last of the Action Heroes podcast network as well. Um, and if you're loving what you're hearing, check out our own Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger feed. We've got a lot of awesome content there as well that we have not gotten onto the podcast network yet. And check us out next week for the exciting conclusion. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back.